We are in Sefer Yeshayahu, Perik Lamed Vav, Pasuk Alef, Vayihi Ba'arba Esrei Shana Lamelech Chizkiah. And what we're going to observe in Lamed Vav is a radical departure from the kind of Nevuos, the literary style that Yeshayahu has been prophesying in the past 35 Prakim. Specifically, Yeshayahu is going back to review the incident with Sancheirev, the siege, the miraculous victory. But he is going to do this through the vehicle of Malachim Beis, a verbatim recapitulation of Malachim Beis, Perikid Zion, and Yudches. And he's going to do this for the next four Brooklyn. We are going to return to the narrative style of Melachim. So just let's set the stage. This occurs, the incident uh, with Rab Shakeh, Sancheirev's general, three years after the exile of the ten tribes. Three years after the exile of the ten tribes, and yet 125 years before Churban Bayez Rishon. Um, what happens, we should know as a background, is that Sancheirev had once before encircled the city of Yerushalayim, and Chizkiyahu paid a giant bribe to him to just sue for peace. He would become a vassal state of Ashur. And he pays him, the, the Medrash tells us he even took the gold plating off the doors of the base Hamikdash so that he would have enough money. And he buys Sancheirev's peace by just paying him off, and Sancheirev goes away. But immediately, what Chizkiyahu decides to do is fortify himself. He builds up the towers and the fortifications of Yerushalayim. He also diverts the water from the Gihon that gives a water supply to Yerushalayim, building a network of tunnels and reservoirs that would, aside from giving Yerushalayim vital water in case of another siege, would deprive anyone, anyone else, an enemy, from access to the water. Sancheirev, of course, hears of this and views it as an act of rebellion, that he has abrogated their agreement, and now he sends angrily to Yerushalayim Rav Shakeh, his top general. Just a word that we've learned, Rav Shakeh is a blustering bully, but worse, he is a mumar, an apostate a former Jew who was converted and or probably a former self-hating Jew, and he comes personally to confront Chizkiyahu. So let's pick it up there. 
In the 14th year of his reign, we Chizkiyahu reigns 29 years, so he's got 15 to go. Allah Sancheriv Melech Ashur al Kol Arei Yehuda. Sancheriv conquers all the cities of Yehuda, Habitsuros, Bayit Pashem, the fortified ones, the open ones, and he conquers them. He, in effect, conquers all of Yehuda with the exception of Yerushalayim and several of its suburbs. Vayishlach Melech Ashur es Rabshakeh Melochish Yerushalayim. He sends his top general, Rabshakeh, from Lachish. Lachish is in Eretz Yehuda, and it was the provincial capital or the encampment of Sancheriv when he captures all of Yehuda. And he sends Rav Shekeh from Lachish to Yerushalayim, El Melech Hizkiyahu Bechel Kaved, with a gigantic army. Vayamod B'Ta'alas Habrecha, he stands at the upper pool of Yonah, B'Mesilas State Kaved, in the field where it's called the laundry field, because that's where the Yerushalmi's did their laundry. It is no accident that he is chosen, he's chosen that upper reservoir because that is the place where he's diverting the water from Fiskio, and he's going to show this is evidence of a direct rebellion and an abrogation of their agreement. By Yetzirah, and he demands to see Chizkiyo, Chizkiyo does not come, but rather he sends a triumvirate, a very high-powered delegation. By Yetzirah, a Yochim ben Chilkiyo, Asher al-Habayis, he's in charge, we're not sure he's in charge of Chizkiyo's household, or is he in charge of the Beis HaMikdash, or could be both. B'Shevna HaSofer, Shevna the who is the same Shevna, as we're going to see later on, who is becomes a fifth columnist and a traitor and goes over to Sancheriv, the Yoach ben Osof HaMazkir. And Yoach the Mazkir, he is the uh, treasurer of the household. Vayomer Elehim Rav and Rav meets them, Imuna El Chizkiyo, say, the following to Chizkiyahu, saying Chizkiyahu without his formal title as king is a calculated insult. It's meant to be a, a bizayon to Chizkiyahu. This is what the king of Ashur Sancheir is saying. What are you choosing to rely on? What is your security for mounting what in effect is a rebellion? In truth, I had heard um, lip service, gossip, rumors that you were doing this. But now, now I am here, I see evidence of it. Who are you relying on, Kimaratabi, that you've rebelled against me? What's your source of strength? Are you relying on Mitzrayim, which is like a, a broken reed? And that it's a reed that's broken with splinters that a person touches it with the palm of his hand, it will pierce it. So is the king 
of Egypt. He's a toothless tiger. He's hopeless. He, he can't do a thing for you. And anybody else who's relied on him has found that he is next to useless. So what are you doing? We know that the political and military elite, without Hiskiyahu's approval, went to Paro, signed some mutual defense pact where he would come to their aid if Sancheirev attacks. When the attack comes, he absolutely disappears. He is useless, Paro. And it's a big problem that he goes to Israel's most ancient perennial enemy seeking his help against Sancheirev. It's a bullshit. The Chisomar continues Rav Shekhe. And if you're going to tell me, uh, and now Rav Shekhe very cleverly reverts to the religious side of the argument. The Chisomar, and if you're going to say to me, El Hashem Elokeinu, but we rely on our God, Hello, who Hashem Hesir Chisikiyo is Bamoso. Didn't Chisikiyo take away those Bamos? and the altars by Yomer Yehuda Yerushalayim and you will use the exclusive Mizbeach in the base Hamid there's nothing else this is a power play by Chizkiyo it's nothing more than self-aggrandizement that he's going to choose the Mizbeach you bring your Korbanos and yet we know that these have always been these private bumbles have been a thorn in the kings of, of, of Yehuda that they did not get rid of them. But what we're saying is there is an argument that there were certain Mizbeahs that were made at a time when these private Mizbeahs were completely permissible, and so they do have a sanctity, and so shrouding himself in his religious sanctity, Rasha King is saying, look, these Bamos had a, a, a sacred purpose. How dare Chizkiah remove it to establish his primacy as it's his Mizbeah you're going to worship on no and no other. Vata, and now Hisarevna. Hisarevna is going to be um, as a security, but it also means a wager. I'm going to make you a wager. Esadoniha Melech Ashur with the king of Asher, I'm going to give you, he's going to give you 2,000 susts, 2,000 horses. But you, I will wager, can't find 2,000 able-bodied cavalry soldiers to ride them. We'll give you the horses. You can't get the warriors. You can't even defeat the lowliest general in my hierarchy. And you are relying on the Rechev, the Prussian, the chariots and cavalry of Egypt? And now, reverting to his very religious side, he says, in, in fact, it was the Kaddish Baruch Hu who told Sancheirev to come and destroy your land. Hashem Amar Eli, Alei go up to this land and destroy it. That is not quite true because, yes, he instructed him to go conquer the ten tribes. He did not say to conquer Yehuda and Yerushalayim. So it's a 
very deceptive half truth. And this is interesting that power delegation are, know that there's a listening audience up on the walls, the Jewish people of Yerushalayim, and they are listening to every single word. And of course, it is terror inducing. So they say to listen, Aramis. Speak Aramaic. Remember, they are the elite of Jerusalem society. It was the educated class could speak Aramaic, which Sancheirib spoke. It was, was the language of Ashur. But Hebrew was the language of the rank and file. So do me a favor, he says. Speak Aramaic. Kishomim anachnu. And don't say what you're telling me, these threats you're making in Hebrew, which the um, people on the wall are just wrapped with attention listening to. This is what I want. That's exactly my target audience in Hebrew. That's what we want them to hear. We want them to get the message. That's who we want. Lechol is so awesome to let them know he uses a vile expression here that they will end up eating their excrement. And lechol is so awesome. Ulishtos is him and drink their urine. That's what's going to happen. We want them to know. And he also uses the uh, name, as we're going to see, and he continues in the Hebrew language, now listen what the king of Asher is saying. Don't have your faith in He cannot save you. Don't listen to Hizkiyo when he says, Trust in God. God will save us. And don't surrender Jerusalem to Asher. Notice he also uses... Chizkiyo, again, without his title as king, and he says the actual name of the Kaddish Baruch Hu, which is total blasphemy. Now, uh, what I'm going to do, we're going to make a peace proposal. You throw down your arms. You will be allowed to go back to your homes. Each man will sit under his vine and under his fig tree and drink uh, to his, from his wells to his satiation. Except there's a caveat. Yud Zion. Ad bo'i until I come. V'lakachti eschem el aretz ka'artzechem. Eretz dagan v'sirosh eretz lechem uvramim. I'll come and take you to a land just as good as yours, a land of wine and vineyards, bread, etc. To a land, and we know Sancheir's demographic. Uh, strategy is always to take the indigenous population and send them out 
to foreign far-flung lands because he knows that um, sooner or later they, they cannot rebel if they're thousands of miles away from their homeland. So that's what he's going to do. Interestingly, it's fascinating, Sanhedrin, the Gemara Sanhedrin tells us for this, Sanhedrin gets a reward. He gets a reward for not saying that it's a better land than you've got here. He says it's as good as you've got here. And we learn from this that just from not denigrating Eretz Yisrael, you get a scar, even Sancheru. So how much more so if one speaks of the good, the Daber told Yerushalayim how big his scar is going to be. So that's what he's telling them. I will take you to another land. And furthermore, these are the gods. Where were they in the conquest with Sancheru conquers the known world? Where is the god of Hamas? Where is the god of Erpot? Where is the god of Sorbazim? Take even Shomron, which was the capital of the ten tribes. Did the gods save them from uh, capture and captivity and exile? Name some god of some nation in the far-flung empire Sancheirov has conquered, who saved the people of that nation. So you think the Kaddish Baruch Hu is going to save Yushalayim? Vayachrishu, under Chizkiyo's instruction, this triumvirate is silent. They don't even respond to him. Chizkiyo instructs them, do not answer. They come to El Chizkiyo, they have rent their clothes as a deep sign of mourning, specifically because of the blasphemy. The Gemara in Sanhedrin says, if one hears blasphemy, if a Jew hears the shame Hashem being blasphemed, it is incumbent upon him to rip his clothes in mourning. And he, they tell him exactly what Rav has told them. We are going to see his response in Mirza Hashem, 8.45 a.m. tomorrow.